this is Sasha. And this is Steven. And this is Shut Up, I Love It. A podcast where our guests come on to champion an aspect of pop culture that they think is underrated or undervalued. As many synonyms for underrated as we can think of, which today is two. We haven't looked up any more synonyms, but we should. I don't have a thesaurus. It's the year 2019. Joining us today, he is drinking currently water very loudly. He (laughs) has written for Marvel Comics for years before writing on Robot Chicken, which he went on to direct for two seasons. Wow. Big credit. He also co-created Supermansion on Sony Crackle, an adult stop-motion animated comedy that has run for three seasons that I believe our former guest Lorraine de Graffenwright. She was my writer's assistant. Yeah. That's right. Big Um, Lorraine fan. This person is Zeb Wells. Welcome, Zeb. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming all the way from New York just to be on this podcast today. We're Thanks for flying me out. That was <laughs> big of you. I hope you like the hotel we put you up at uh, Universal, Universal City, City Walk. Walk. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please take advantage of all the amenities there. The AMC, the Buca de Beppo, the King Kong. Don't uh, they have some kind of tram? tram Absolutely. You yeah. can take that tram up and down the hill all day long. You guys are preaching to the choir. We, we took that walk last night. And halfway through, Heidi looked at me and said, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> you were walking up the hill? Yeah. Yeah, I've done that before. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's it's a, a hill. It's yeah. a real hill. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> but today we're not here to talk about the hotel. No. no. Zeb, what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about the Insane Clown Posse song, Miracles, celebrating its 10th year this year, I believe. <laughs> we got a theory. You see, Mike, we got a theory about magic. And miracles. That's right. That's right. If magic is all we've ever known, then it's easy to miss what really goes on. But I've seen miracles in every way, and I see miracles every day. Oh, wow. Okay, this yeah. song is 10 years old. That's incredible. And That's a miracle. It's a miracle right there. <laughs> it is a miracle. And when you asked me what I would talk about on this show, I was thinking about it, and I think this is something that is hard to defend but something that i legitimately love yeah because my first instinct was zeb like don't give us something that you ironically enjoy because that's not what the podcast is about Mm -hmm. i understand completely and i will be dead honest that the enjoyment of this song started ironically Mm -hmm. i mean you you see that video and it's shocking yeah it looks like um a video that I would have made in 1999, you know, uh, with some a- special After Effects that you get off of the computer. It's uh, our two front men of the Insane Cloud Posse. Shag- oh, we're just going to abbreviate it ICP. ICP. ICP from now on, please. Uh, Shaggy 2 Dope, right? And Violent, and J. Violent J. And they are um, standing on a strange platform that keeps rising into the sky, just singing about things that they deem miraculous the rest of the video is stunningly literal <laughs> when they when they are referring to something it is on the screen i did i listened to a few other insane clown posse songs on the drive over here just to get a sense of hocus pocus no <laughs> halls of illusion no here's what is what a juggalo here's what i did i i re-listened to miracles and then i just let youtube autoplay whatever was coming next which is now i'm a little concerned about my recommendations on youtube what is the algorithm going to think of me but um mine has been confused long ago since we started this podcast (laughs) i had the exact same thought this morning when i did the same thing and some weird shit started coming up i listened to uh three songs dating game (laughs) mad professor and i want my shit that's amazing because I haven't listened to any of those songs, but I listened to all completely different songs. So we covered like seven other songs <laughs> together that are not miracles. So that like expanded our horizons. Just and now. I have to say, gang, I am not here to blanketly defend <laughs> ICP. Was, I can't do that. I, don't I, haven't I would not expect you to. Although this might veer into defense of ICP territory. 
Well, yeah, that was my next thing. Like, usually if we bring on a guest who talks about a film that they love because they love the star, then we go on talking about the star and their career mm -hmm. and sometimes tragic death, spoiler alert, <laughs> for some of our episodes. Not for this one, though. No, they're still alive. But yeah, no, this one we are not talking about ICP, yeah, right? Although I think that the, the defense of Miracles will veer into a defense of Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J, for sure. Well, so the thing... You mentioned that this song is very literal, and the video especially is very literal. And yes. from the songs that I listen to, all of their work is the song Dating Game is literally about the two of them being on the dating game, trying to woo a woman. Uh, the song Mad Professor is literally about the two of them being mad professors building a Frankenstein monster. What is a juggalo is a <laughs> literal description of what a juggalo <laughs> would be. And it definitely includes drinking and spraying the inexpensive soft drink. Fago root beer. Yes. There's an entire Detroit mythology to them and Eminem, you know. I think that Eminem's earlier stuff where, where he was singing about killing his girlfriend and whatnot that is very much related to this uh, this horror core that was going on with the Detroit rappers at the time. So Eminem actually does owe a little bit to ICP, probably more than he'd like to admit, mm. in my opinion. We all do in some way. <laughs> Absolutely. I realize only after listening to Miracles did I realize now, how I don't, indebted I am. I don't that. like where this is going. You're already <laughs> shitting on this song. Okay, well, let's stop uh, yeah. shitting on the song and let's go back to that first time when you ironically at first yes. fell in love with Miracles. What happened? Tell yes, us. Well, I do think that it, it, it was mesmerizing to me because it was so literal and it was so earnest. I th and I think that... Where were you? Oh, I was living in Glendale. Mm -hmm. I was... California. California. there's Glendale, Arizona. Do yeah. not confuse our I, I was in my sweaty little office. I was absolutely procrastinating on a comic. I was supposed to be writing an issue of Spider-Man 2009. Yep. And I watched this and I couldn't stop watching it. And it wasn't until a couple months later when I found myself watching it about once a week <laughs> when I finally... And, and I remember, I, I think I tweeted about it, which I'm sure you and all your viewers read at the mm -hmm. time. Um, Still do every day. One of those day. classic Wells tweets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was reading Spider-Man at the time. So, okay. Uh, I was not. I never will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sasha. <laughs> uh, and, and I remember tweeting, my love of miracles is no longer ironic. And it mm -hmm. wasn't because I think, and this has happened with other things as well. It happened with Rent the Movie. Which I don't wow. know if you've seen that, but many times should not be a movie. Absolutely not. But I couldn't stop. There was something mesmerizing about it, and I think that when things are so earnest, mm -hmm. there's no veneer. There's because I respect artists, and I and I like art that's where someone takes a very complicated idea and they obfuscate it and they put layers in front of it and extrapolate from it. So you kind of have to dig. You have to do a lot of work to see exactly what they're trying to say about the world. But there's something equally mesmerizing about someone who just shows up and with no pretense, no hiding, just very vulnerably says, this is, this is something that affected me. Do you notice and recognize miracles? It's all around you. You don't even know it. Are you a believer in miracles? It's crazy. These are two people that might not have an artistic toolbox that's as big as other people, but they are saying something that I do think is universal. I think that no matter what you believe, you have to accept that the world is amazing at some point. Like it is, and it's amazing beyond what you can comprehend as a human being. And these guys, with the tools they had, <laughs> showed up and very earnestly said things that I think at the end of the day are mostly true. And I, as a, as a artistic coward, as an intellectual coward who wants to hide all the time and does not want to reveal myself, wants to present myself as smarter than I am, want people to think of me as smart. You never fooled me, by the way. I know, I never fooled you. Some people, I don't think I fooled anyone, actually, which uh, is, a, is a big problem, but... Well. If you that, have, that, now they're realizing they have been fooled. <laughs> <laughs> that these people, that these two guys that that had no pretenses were 
brave enough to just sing about the fact that a that a caterpillar turning into a butterfly he's is incredible. And he says he's seen he's it, seen which it. I haven't. Is he talking about a video? Of... Yeah, maybe he watched like a stop motion video, yeah. a time lapse video, maybe, not or maybe stop it's motion. just an acknowledgement that that happens. Yeah, and. Um, and also so, fit the lyrics, whatever he said. Yeah, of course. And and during the video, you see a caterpillar turn into a butterfly. A butterfly with wings shaped like the two members of the of ICP's face makeup. Oh, I didn't I catch that. Very Thank Peter you, Greenaway Steven. for Absolutely. me. I love all of the ICP references in Peter Greenaway's <laughs> later films. You know what? That's a good point. Actually, something that I find very interesting about the two of them is that these other songs that I listen to are so aggressively mean yeah. and like violent but this song is not at no all. yeah the 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 walls completely <laughs> drop away and it feels like pure vulnerability where these men that paint themselves as clowns and rap about murdering people have been blown away by the fact that they have children and those children look, look like them, them. And they have and that's to how it say started. something. That's the backstory, right? Like, so they wrote the song because both of them had children, and they felt like the wonder of their children towards the world is what something they wanted to express, right? right. So, and they felt like they had to teach a lesson to other juggalos about how they should feel about the world, just the way sort of like a two-year-old feels, right? Yeah. Now I remember when this song came out. It also came out with the two of them kind of establishing that they are evangelical Christians. Right, which is hard was, on me. That was that's part a, of it, right? That's hard. And did that go away, or are they still saying that? I don't know. I, I, I just Googled ICP Christian just right. to, to see if I could get an update on that, but all the yeah. stories are from 2010. So, And if they are, they, they must have a very liberal uh, <laughs> understanding I mean, I I wonder if they evangelical though. You know, the whole point is that you're uh, converting, bringing yeah. people in, you're saving people, right? Zeb, what Christian background do you come from? I was raised as a born again Christian. Hmm. Um, have, Your dad was a pastor, right? Or? He was, he was like kind of, and I and I think this is very accurate. He was sort of a Christian Tony Robbins, where he had hmm. his own sort of take on what Christianity meant for your everyday life, and he would go to churches. All over the world, like very poor countries, um, uh, all, all different countries. And he would do conferences in these churches that I think acted sort of like a Tony Robbins does or a, or a, a tent revival where it just made people feel a certain way or feel better. And I have the, um, I certainly have a lot of uh, complex emotions about how I was raised. I... I, uh, yes, I can very much more easily be on board with the ICP for their, uh, for their violent lyrics than I can for them saying <laughs> the that this is, a, yeah, the Christianity that, that skeeves me out to no end. Hmm. Um, what I think one of the risks ICP took when they wrote the song Miracles was about exposing that soft side of theirs, right? So like, maybe that's why I went together with their admitting that they're, you know, evangelical Christians or something. Because a lot of fans were upset for a long time after that song came out that they've gone soft. Mm -hmm. And they had to defend it slash yeah. say that, no, they're still horror <laughs> and everything's fine. Yeah, and there there are other songs on that album. There's one called Juggalo Island, which is talking about them and the other Juggalos hanging out on a beach together. And it's it's just very positive. It's about like the juggalos being about friendship and taking care the of each family, other. As they the call family, the family of it. That's what I've always understood the juggalo culture to be about positivity and like yeah. having good friends, which what? is why the other songs that I listened to surprised me so much because I, I mean, we can skip to this section, but I had never listened to a, a, an, an ICP song before. Yeah. You know, we did this. I only knew. You know, like that meme, fucking magnets, how do they work? Right. And the idea of Juggalos, this was my first real exposure. And so knowing that they have this positive community around them and then listening to those other songs, I was like, how does this match up at all? Yeah, and I think you have to look at it through the lens of horrorcore. And I can't mm. possibly exp explain it. But, <laughs> but you can try. I can try <laughs> because I my niece 
is the sweetest girl in the world. She's 14 years old, but she loves horror movies, you know? And so, and of course my mother, my, uh, her grandmother is, is all like, Oh, oh no. Like what's happening to my sweet girl. <laughs> but I, you can do both. You can like love, um, horror yeah. and still be a positive person. It, it's not loving horror. Doesn't mean you want to kill people. But but it's I think with the horror core it's Definitely. harder to get your mind around and and I'm not it, it is harder to get your mind around when they're as these characters singing about murdering people and then also singing about uh, magnets. Well, it is interesting. <laughs> it kind of goes back to this ongoing discussion on this podcast about the difference between feeling nostalgic about a film or feeling nostalgic about a band or music, and we always mm. find that music is a more personal experience. It sort of feels like more you expose about yourself if you admit to a certain band than if you admit to liking a movie that's maybe stupid or a horror movie. Like, I love Human Centipede and I love Hostel, <laughs> right. and I stand by it, and I think they're great films, and they do what they're supposed to do. And yet, you know, if I loved ICP, I feel like that would be a completely yeah. different point of view. I think yeah. I, I noticed that even in high school, if someone asks you what kind of music you're into, mm -hmm. that is a personal question. It feels like they're asking you what kind of person are you. Like, for example, if somebody asks you, what's your immigration status? <laughs> right. right. Which is something that no one would do. Too personal. And I would like to get to the bottom of that before this podcast is <laughs> oh, out. What's your actually. sperm count? <laughs> yeah. I, but also, just from the artistic end, you know, I, I'm not very familiar with horrorcore in general, but from their perspective of of making that music i mean i guess it, it it's like how west craven made horror movies for decades and then he made music of the heart right uh which is not a horror movie at least not intended to be right so like i get it from the consumer perspective but from the producer you know the artist perspective I, we have this idea of music being an expression of who the artist is but I, that doesn't have to be the case, right? Right, and I, right. And I guess in this case, it, it's not. They say everything, all the violence and everything else is tongue-in-cheek. Uh, right. That's something else I was wondering on the way over here was... That's how they defend. How, how in on this joke are they? Because it would be easy to write off the songs that I was listening to as um, the ravings of lunatics. Uh-huh. But, you know, are they in on a joke here? I don't know. I think I remember when the miracles first went from ironic love to true love. I, I, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole and I think I found them long ago talking to Bill O'Reilly, maybe. Hmm. And it was sort of funny because Bill O'Reilly, because you could, but you could kind of tell that they knew that they were not taking it too seriously. And Bill O'Reilly was not capable of not taking it too seriously. And I think he might have even asked them a question. That was like, how can you morally put out this music? And they said, we know it's a joke. So that's how we can morally do it. Why aren't you mad at the record company who doesn't know it's a joke, hmm. who is putting it out to make money and not knowing it's a joke, um, which I thought was a fairly complex point for the for the men in the clown makeup. Yeah. To me. Well, yeah. And clown makeup, I think, is one of the ways that they show that it's a character, right? It's not right. who I am who's doing it. Their names are Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope. Obviously not their birth Christian <laughs> names. Although, you know, Violent J has been incarcerated many times. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, what happened? A lot of things, I think. But right. but he comes from gang background. Yeah, I, hmm. I, and I do get the sense that these, like a lot of us, these are two men that didn't necessarily get everything they needed when they were children. Oh no, they're, he was super broke, and yeah, you know. they're not from, they're not from a Harvard background, and that's why not even Irvine. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And when two people from this background show that level of vulnerability, as with miracles, and and I was just as guilty when I first saw it as pointing and laughing, but when someone that vulnerable with the skill set they have, or, or someone is that vulnerable, it's harder for me uh, where I am now to point and laugh because I feel like they are doing the best they can. So, yeah, what is it that moved you from ironic to unironic? Was well, it the agreeing that, yes, I am older now, 
and you know like really admitting to yourself that i do stop and smell the flowers yeah or is it wow i just really feel so empathetic with somebody who's different type of intelligence yeah less cultured maybe Maybe in in the way that we accept and and that is a sweet expression from that point of view like how sort of in their shoes do you feel when you say that you love miracles well it's interesting because there is a part of the song that either chokes me up or almost chokes me up it's the part where where they say no one needs to stay where they're put Mm. i'll read it yeah read it read it please um Miracles each and every where you look, and nobody has to stay where they're put. This world is yours for you to explore. There's nothing but miracles beyond your door. Miracles each and every where you look, and nobody has to stay where they put. This world is yours for you to explore. There's nothing but miracles beyond your doors. Now that, I think, is a powerful idea, especially... If you grow, if you grew up poor in Detroit, like I love the idea that they are saying to the other juggalos, I don't, it doesn't matter where you are. The world is incredible. And if you're in a shitty part of the world, you can go wherever you want. And I, I don't exactly know why that is so affecting to me, but even talking about it we now. We can talk about it. It's basically yeah. therapy at this podcast. Yeah, right. We can talk about it. Is, it. That is very affecting to me. And maybe it is because... Growing up in uh, Colorado, uh, Colorado, or in Kansas and Colorado, in a home with religious values, but being more interested in the colorful side of life, that maybe now that I, you know, that I was able to go from that to writing comic books or or being in that world of color and entertainment and the beautiful things of life. Look. There's something very psychedelic about this song, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a for psychedelic sure. experience. It's um in some ways it's a point of view of anybody who's ever been tripping their yeah, mind absolutely. off on mushrooms. Yes. Well, where you suddenly are are confronted that we are living in a beautiful, beautiful world that doesn't necessarily make sense all the time. But that sense of wonder that, that's a good point. I feel hmm. like the sense of wonder of being on a good mushroom trip is conveyed in this song. Another thing mushrooms usually teach you, if you do take quite a lot, right, is that every human being is an expression of a higher sort of divine powers, experiencing life as a human being. Mm -hmm. And so it teaches you empathy, even for the moment of tripping or maybe something you can bring back with you. It teaches you empathy and it teaches you that even in the worst times when you're mad on the road at somebody or whatever, you can bring back that memory that that person is really the same thing as what you are. Mm -hmm. And again, this is just sort of like the quote unquote low culture expression of that. It's a piece that's you know, has, I don't know how many million views, right? And so people who have seen it, I mean, a lot of it probably was, you know, funny to watch, but a lot of it probably has to do with, well, truth and comedy, right? Yeah. We're talking about very complicated thing that's very hard to express, but in the language that is very accessible. Right. And literal. Literal, accessible, like the opposite of this would probably be 2001, like, uh, a movie where that kind of hints at the wonder of the universe and the unknowingness of it. But this is on the other end of the spectrum, but in a way, maybe just as ambitious in its own, in, in, on an opposite end of the spectrum, it's just going it the other way. Well, I, you know, I got to say this exchange is making me appreciate one aspect of the song more, <laughs> which is uh, you, there's a couple times in the song where they are kind of talking about themselves as artists. Uh, you know, they mention like the crowd sizes and, and mm-hmm. such and, and their and music itself. And um, the first time I was listening to it, it sounded very self-aggrandizing. Like, all right, guys. You are not as miraculous as fucking magnets. But now, you know, for them, the idea of 15,000 juggalos together 
is a miracle, right? The idea that, you know, based on what you're saying, the idea that the, this art that they created has brought 15,000 people together into this community is a miracle. Yeah, you know yeah, what? yeah. Like, that's, that is It's touching. not untrue. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, I assume most of the jugglers are white males. Right. But then when I went on WikiHow, 12-step how to become a juggalo, I saw in the comments, people ask if I'm a 60-year-old black man, can I still be a juggalo? <laughs> if I'm an LGBT person, can I be a juggalo? And the response is always yes, yes. Everyone's right. welcome. It's a family, etc. And I don't know, you know, how it really feels being a person who might not belong in the crowd of white males. But if, you know, if there is space for everybody in that community, then, you know, you certainly give them props for that, right? For that welcoming yeah. vibe. Because it is definitely a part of culture, right? That is looked down upon overall ICP by yeah, most. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. it's... And that's what I'm always mindful of. When something becomes a joke to the extent that people don't think, they just assume that, you know, people will shit on ICP who have never heard an ICP mm -hmm. song because you've heard enough people that you respect shit on them. And yeah. suddenly, you know, I, I'm always sensitive to that. And I like to do a little bit of investigation. You know, like when everyone was shitting on Larry the Cable Guy, I watched a Larry the Cable Guy uh, special just because I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't just going with the crowd. Now I did not enjoy that special. And, <laughs> Spoiler and I, alert. Turns and out I the did, crowd was yeah, right the crowd in my opinion was right <laughs> at that point. But sometimes you uncover a gem and sometimes I think there is something off putting to people about uh, a heightened state of vulnerability. And some people would rather laugh at it and, and look away then um, then ask where that person is coming from. It's very much like the Triple Rainbow, right, video. Mm. Like the song reminding mm. me a lot about just that video and that same point of view. Sure. Where is Dan Whitney's Miracles? You know, Dan Whitney is the comedian also known as Larry the Cable Guy. Where is right. his miracles? Would that open him up to a new level of audience? Just, just extreme, vulner care? extreme vulnerability. <laughs> right. Well, maybe there's a lesson in that, right? Like when you write for TV and you try to write a pilot, and you know, especially in this gold rush of television making, they tell you, you know, write something that is very personal to you. And I mean, in any artistic endeavor, how personal can you get? It's the scariest thing to do. And yet it's the one that will probably sell, even though you shouldn't be thinking about selling at that moment when you're creating right. it. But that's usually something that sells. It's, you know, Rami on Hulu, like couldn't be more personal show. Even if you're making a show that's like The Boys or something on Amazon, I'm sure you have to find as a writer a way in, like how personal can you get within this imaginary world? And yeah, Miracles is completely stripped off of anything. Yeah, because the more personal you get, I think the idea would be the more basic you get or the more you're touching into something, and, and you wouldn't think so, but the more personal you get, sometimes you get down and it becomes more universal as you get closer to the hyper-personal. That yeah. song just seems very... They've gone down to the absolute basics which is a butterfly is incredible. Mm -hmm. have, having a child is amazing. Great shot, by the way, when they... <laughs> that, let's talk that about was, it. That let's is incredible. Okay, so this, this part is, and I've seen 85,000 people all in one room together as equal. Your magic is the birth of my kids. I've seen shit that'll shock your eyelids. And I think the line, I've seen shit that will shock your eyelids, it's still connected to the birth Perhaps of my kids. It's not child. a separate <laughs> line. No, no. Both of those lines are yep. sung by Shaggy <laughs> as his wife's pregnant belly enters <laughs> and the like, frame yeah, like the shark from Jaws from below rising up in front of him. And he's like disturbed like little <laughs> guy walk, like running around back yes. and forth from one knee to another, right? And I just see this as a man who has seen his wife give birth and walks out and is like, guys, I saw some fucking shit in there and it's incredible and I don't quite know how to sum it up, but here's my best attempt at it. <laughs> There's still debate to be had. If men should see the baby the coming ba out of their women, the crown, women's the vagina crowning or not. moment. Yeah. 
Well, we're not going to get into that. Eyelids, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all had an image. Yeah, uh, you never forget it. Mm-hmm. Now, Sasha. So Sasha printed out the lyrics. What if we we go through these and talk about the things that they've deemed miraculous? Mm-hmm. How about that? First of all, they start by talking about you know the fact that there's millions of stars in the sky, and this is maybe the um, first hint at the evangelical nature of this song. Because don't, don't line, do that to me, Steve. We, I, just, I, I just want to say the line right after that is, "We don't have to be high to look in the, the sky. sky." I don't know. Are these guys totally sober? Does anyone know? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I would be shocked. Because that felt like a dare moment to me. I mean, uh-huh. maybe Fago is a replacement for alcohol, right? Like, right. So, like, you stay away <laughs> right. from al- the alcohol, so you down Fago nonstop. Because in that, spoiler alert, in that 12-step WikiHow, How to Become a Juggalo... Is it Fago, just the 12 steps of the 12-step Fag- program? Fago is yeah. involved in the 12 Fago steps? Fago is heavily involved. Heavily involved. You have to it's drink 11 it. of the 12 steps. It says, drink Fago soda. Fago soda is the drink that the insane clown posse drinks and sprays out at their concerts. Bring lots of two liter bottles of Fago to any concert, ICP event you attend. It's like literally part it's of part of it. At what point in the process was the face painting? Oh, you know what? Later, after yeah. Fago, Fago is more primary. It's mm. like that's like your black belt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this news story a few weeks ago. ICP makeup actually fools facial recognition software. Uh, that Amazon and the police are trying to start using. Really? So, it might be time for all of us to become jugglers. <laughs> Do you know ICP has filed a lawsuit against FBI at some point? Right, because they tried to designate them as a terrorist organization. Like or a, a gang. Or a gang, mm-hmm. right, a gang, yeah. But then they had to withdraw because FBI was right, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Going back to the lyrics, yeah. um, the next stanza... Look at the mountains, trees, the, the seven seas, and everything chilling underwater. Please, hot lava, snow, rain, and fog. Long neck giraffes, and pet cats, and dogs. And Tell I me what's wrong with that. Tell me, point to the to the line of that that is not true. And and I also love that I hadn't thought about hot lava since I was a kid. Probably <laughs> when I heard that lava used to be huge. I think we all remember that when sure, we were kids. Sure, the floor is lava. The floor is lava. Everything's hot lava. The only thing lava is left out there is lava cake. Yeah, that's yeah, the only time as an you, adult you get to deal with lava. In my 30s, if I'm talking about lava, it better it's be in a king. You Larry know, the I, cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's probably easy to point out something like cats and dogs were domesticated by people. But I see that <laughs> Sasha pulled a quote from Violent J where he talks about how some of the things in the song lyrics may not be actual miracles. They may have scientific facts explaining them, but nonetheless, these things are still incredible and they should be appreciated. And, you know, yeah, that's true. I, yes. I think this song does have its own definition of miracles mm. that, that it has. And, and it seems to be anything that is beautiful or wondrous. <laughs> I mean, him, Violin J saying, if you can't even see the miracle in animals, then you must have never truly loved a pet. I mean, now, of course, come on. What a great quote. It's a beautiful quote. Yeah. And it, it really like it's just like another layer of exposure of the vulnerability yes. right there. So next comes the stanza about baby births shocking your eyelids. And then after that, we get the sun and the moon and even Mars, the Milky Way, a fucking shooting stars, UFOs, a river flows, plant a little seed and nature grows. The reason I bolded UFOs because... They probably out there, but they're here together with the basic stuff. <laughs> they're in the list. <laughs> they're just kind of snuck in there and they're sitting there between the seeds and the <laughs> shooting stars. And it felt like a little bit of um burying the lead on those UFOs. Yeah. Or sliding something in there. Yeah, like without really expanding on it. And I believe the UFOs are real or something. No. Well, just... look, certainly there are unidentified flying objects. They just might be Trump's army watching Yeah, over there's us. a lot, <laughs> lot that it could be. But the phenomenon of seeing it is still somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. Niagara Falls and the pyramids, everything you believed in as kids, which Love I bolded. 
Fucking rainbows after it rains. Because you can't say rainbows, right, as a man. You have to say fucking, fucking rainbows. rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be that vulnerable. There's enough miracles here to blow your brains. <laughs> Niagara Falls in the pyramids. Everything you believed in as kids. Fucking rainbows after it rains. There's enough miracles here to blow your brains. That's the one time they kind of get sort of almost violent, this expression. Right. right? Like a <laughs> yes. man cannot take this much beauty. Yes. And that's very mushroom trippy right there. Very. Yeah. I would love to know what they think the source of the pyramids is. Do they think aliens created the pyramids or do they think people built them? Based on the UFO reference, right? Well, yeah, but... Either way, it's an amazing feat of architecture. For sure. Well, I read also that they were... Violent J was... You know, specifically saying, I don't want the scientists, you know, obviously this part That's of the lyrics. That's probably the most problematic oh lyric. <laughs> I don't want the scientists to explain to me what's going on because I'm just fucking amazed and I'm in awe of what's going on. The scientist is just going to bring it down. Sure. And part of it was like the pyramids. He's like, I don't want to know how the fuck the pyramids were built. That's like, he doesn't want, he wants to be the purest, just taken in and speaking to quote the philosopher Martin Buber. I to thou to the pyramid instead of objectifying it and putting it at it. Right. He wants to talk directly to the pyramid. Now, this is my interpretation. Oh. He did not talk about philosopher Martin Buber, which I do recommend. <laughs> now, this is maybe the best part of the song. It's in the running for sure. I fed a fish to a pelican at Frisco Bay. I tried to eat my cell phone. He ran away. And I love that this was just a story. It's a story. <laughs> it's a story. He's like, and by the way, I, I can't get out of this song without letting you know this fucked up thing that happened to me. Cause, I, cause... It is so charming. It is If you just let it be, it is so charming. It stands on its own. Feeding, yeah. yeah. Feeding a fish to a pelican alone, not especially miraculous, mm -hmm. even by the standards that they've set in this song. <laughs> But then the fact that the pelican then tried to eat, eat his, his cell phone. And ran away, maybe in an embarrassment. <laughs> we don't know. It's like it's like in kindergarten when you'd go up and do show and tell, and then suddenly another thought would pop into your head, and you just have to tell this other story. <laughs> it I, sounds I like you had it. a nice childhood because I didn't do that at my, no. at my kindergarten <laughs> in Siberia. show and tell in Siberia? No, I don't even know what that is. It's where you bring something to school and you show it to the class and you tell them. Well, that sounds it. nice. Yeah, it makes you feel special. We would not have the phrase show, don't tell, where it's <laughs> not <laughs> for without, show and without tell. show and tell. Which we're not going to defend this phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and music is magic, pure and clean. You can feel it and hear it, but it can't be seen. It can't be seen. Music is all magic. You can't even hold it. Do you notice it? Recognize miracles. It's just there in the air. Are you a believer in miracles? Pure motherfucking magic, right? This shit'll blow your motherfucking mind. <laughs> and then that part in the video is a good scene of Violent J just looking up into the air. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's such a great behind? moment. It's from the back of his head. And he head kind of turns and, and just like... Shakes his head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like he's, in de like he's deep in thought. Just sort of, you know, like emotions, right? Yeah. Emotions and, right there, pure and emotions. And I think talking about pure emotions, I feel a massive emanation of love coming out of this video. I feel like there's something pure about it and that it that the whole undertaking was done with love. And that's why Steven Spielberg directed it. Yeah, that's why he signed on. <laughs> Music is a lot like love. It's all Oh, there we go. And it fills the room from the floor to the ceiling. I see music I see miracles. I almost said musicals. Well, you do. I see miracles all around me. Stop and look around. It's all astounding. Water. And then comes the iconic phrase. Fucking magnets. How do they work? Which in and of itself is not problematic. No. But then we get... And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. I have read them explain that lyric. And I do think that the sentiment behind it is what you were saying. It's just... Don't harsh my buzz. Mm. Don't explain to me what a rainbow is. But uh, I have to know about the positive and negative fields lining up. To exactly. A... I just want to appreciate the wonder of this. Uh, I do have a problem with the line, you motherfuckers lying <laughs> yeah. and getting me pissed. That's a little harder to defend. It feels a little like climate denial. Yeah, exactly. Uh... That's a little hard on me. But if yeah. I can go back and take him for his word that he was talking about 
more of a, more of a sense of not wanting to have things explained. I can get it. But I do think that, yes, I don't like the attitude that knowledge is bad or mm. annoying. Like facts I love science shows, you know, like Through the Wormhole with Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Oh, how the universe works. They're amazing, amazing eye-opening TV shows that basically were similar experience of doing mushrooms. Because yes. you get to see amazing yes, CGI absolutely. black holes and yeah. things that you can't and, see otherwise in your lifetime. And I feel like the, uh, an explanation for why something works the way that it does doesn't negate the amazing aspect of yeah. it. You know, in fact, it can make it seem more amazing to see how, you know, like these things have to be this way for this to exist doesn't mean that it's, you know, the science behind it doesn't mean that it's not amazing we know that an electron is moving around a nucleus but we don't know why it's right the fact that it does that always every time is still amazing and a miracle and i guess you know maybe this is part of the christian aspect of it again is you know like you know god created these things it's not about the science behind them but i you know science and religion don't have to be mutually exclusive you know if you believe in god who's not to say that god said yes electrons will always move around the nucleus and that is my that is what i'm making it do and for guys who be, who seem to believe in aliens and ufo's you know they certainly are willing to stretch beyond the strict the rules of the old testament right as a person who i'm going to have a minor surgery next week where i'll be under full anesthesia i am grateful for science you know <laughs> I have appreciation for experiencing nature, the stars, a tree. Trees are great when you're on mushrooms. But also, you know, it's like I want the fucking doctor to know how to cut shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think scientists are just, it's like the uh, very noble thinkers. They ask questions without any, when it's working the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Science doesn't go into it with any prejudices. It's like, even if the answer scares me, even if the answer is not what I want it to be, I will fearlessly go after the truth. So I'm a big science scientist guy. I like science, as we probably all should, as we talk into these microphones. Probably all should. As you talk into the microphone, barely leaning in. So your voice has been echoing this whole podcast, but that's okay. Then it gets pretty good. Solar eclipse, right? Mm, Can I just stop about the solar eclipse? Mm -hmm. I went and saw one. The most recent one? Yeah, the most recent one. Mm It was incredible. All these people in Kansas City. It did feel like when, when it happened, everyone there was just a level of awe that went over everyone. And it did feel like we had all taken mushrooms or the same vibe of everyone just like, oh, shit, that was incredible. But then to hear that there are multiple planets out there in the universe that would still have eclipses. But our moon is the exact right size and the exact distance from our planet that it that it perfectly covers the sun like that is not normal that is pure fucking luck (laughs) and that is fucking insane that's a miracle so if you get a chance to see an eclipse you absolutely should in the path of totality don't don't rip yourself off because you are seeing something that is a universal anomaly that is crazy i missed the solar eclipse i will admit it's absolutely worth traveling to do in fact, I remember being, I think, 13 years old in Siberia, and we had, like, a crazy-ass comet. Like, the comet was supposed to be, like, insane, like, half the sky or something for, like, a few days, for a few nights. And I remember being so busy going to my dance classes that I never looked up fucking once <laughs> to check it out. Right. Ugh, and pe- that is what Miracles yeah. is trying to slap out of you. It's trying <laughs> to say, hey, stop. What are you doing? Make sure you look up at that comet. Yeah, if only the song had been out when you were right. there <laughs> you might and had made chance. it to Siberia. Do you think people in Siberia listen to Miracles now? I would say so. I, I think it's so. wacky enough that Russian people would appreciate this. <laughs> but also knowing that the origin of the moon, right, that it was created when a planetoid hit into our planet yeah. and a big chunk of rock got thrown in the sky doesn't make the solar eclipse less amazing. No, no, absolutely, yes. The farther you get down the rabbit hole, everything just gets exponentially more amazing yeah. the more you learn about it. 
solar eclipse and vicious weather. 15,000 juggalos together. And I love my mom for giving me this time on this planet. Take nothing for granted. So sweet. No rhyme on that one. You know what? As long as mom is in the stanza, <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. so sweet. I seen a caterpillar turn into a butterfly. Miracles ain't nothing to lie. Shaggy's little boys look just like Shaggy. And my little boy looks just like Daddy. On one hand, it's adorable. On the other hand, it has to do with the paternity thing, right? Right. right. I mean, we all know, like, it's very gratifying to any man, even in this day and age, to hear, oh, your kid looks just like you. To a woman, it doesn't mean a thing. (laughs) Really? Yes, it's it's psychologically means it's sort of the approval that you are indeed the The father father, of this child. That's why you would hear a lot more, supposedly, that... People would say to the man than to the woman. Oh, it looks a lot like just like you. Sure. So you're very subtly. You're very subtly telling the man, don't go anywhere. This this is your child. Keep feeding this child. Is that it? I remember in a psychology class or something that I took once, reading about, and I don't know what the methodology was on people figuring this out or if it was bullshit all over, but that the maternal grandmother is the parent who loves a grandchild the most because Whoa. she is the only one that knows for sure that she is related to that child. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> but then this just also says that if you have a grandchild that's been adopted, you probably like at least. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's always the problem that I find with these relations descriptions and psychology behind them. We're not going to get into that because no. none of us is adopted. Spoiler alert. Um... <laughs> Miracles each and every way you look. And nobody has to stay where they put. This world is yours for you to explore. There's nothing but miracles beyond the door. We already covered that. This next part is interesting. The dark carnival is your invitation. (laughs) To the cult mode. (laughs) To witness that without explanation. The dark carnival is your invitation. To witness that without explanation. Take a look at this fine creation. And enjoy it better with appreciation. So what's the dark carnival? Yeah, is that, so that's like the that's, gathering of the juggalos? Yeah, it's their big it's their universe. mythological. It's sort of like the Marvel universe, universe yes, for them. It's, okay. it's sort of a mythical place where evil people meet their end and Good people are rewarded. The hatchet and, people hang out together. And from what I've read, it's gotten, you know, if you sat down and tracked the Dark Carnival, it would probably be this unwieldy beast. But it's it's a common theme hmm. where I think that their, their clown personas would probably have come from. Wow. Mm-hmm. So had Universal's Dark Universe continued past the mummy, maybe ICP would have ended up in there. Possibly. And... We haven't gotten into this, and I haven't seen one, but they do have a cinematic universe. That's right. They have movies. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Should have watched <laughs> some of those. Crows. Ghosts. The Midnight Coast. <laughs> the Midnight Coast. Crows. Ghosts. The Midnight Coast. The wonders of the world. Mysteries the most. Just open your mind and it ain't no way to ignore the miracles of every day. I just really like this. Crows, ghosts, the midnight coast. It just feels good on the tongue. Yeah. Even though ghosts, again, nothing to prove here, I guess. It's, it's apparently just exists. And mm. we all agree with that. Snuck in there. It's part of the dark yeah. carnival. Magic. Yeah. I want you to read this part, Stephen. Magic everywhere in this bitch. <laughs> First time I heard you actually say bitch, maybe. Really? Yeah, probably in... Five years that I know you. I say it all the time when you're not around. Magic everywhere in this bitch. Do you notice and recognize miracles? It's all around you. You don't even know it. Prove, then, prove them wrong. And then it's about a minute of instrumental noodling. Yep. And some screaming. Here we go. Uh, that's the lyrics for this beautiful song. Yeah, mm. and I have uh, struggled with this, but I do legitimately, sincerely love that song. You know, I wonder if the pushback against science, you know, is more to do with how we teach science. I obviously love science because I went and got a biology degree that I will never use in any way. But I I see that amazingness in, in science and nature, and maybe, you know, Violent J 
and Shaggy Two Dope never had a science teacher who really expressed the miraculous nature yeah. of the science behind all these amazing things, and that's why they. Don't. I know I didn't. I just had to get into it on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there's that flat Earth documentary on Netflix, hmm. and they're interviewing the scientists towards the end and you can tell they're baiting them to just get some awesome quotes about how stupid these flat earthers are. And there's a great scientist in there who says that we need to be asking ourselves how to teach it or what, what have we failed uh, to, to teach these people or how, how is our teaching alienating these people as opposed to just trying to shame them Mm-hmm. into coming around because that shaming never works yeah you, you it just makes your back it up and maybe that's what we're getting out of this song maybe at some point shaggy two dope or violent J were shamed or called stupid because they didn't understand a scientific concept and i think when that happens a lot of times you just say okay i'm stupid fuck you i'll be over here on team stupid and you can be over there on team uh intelligence and you can go fuck yourself which I think is separate from, unfortunately, climate change, which has like an entire propaganda wing. Yeah, of course, of course. That it's not real. Yeah. Very sad. Sasha, had you? Did you have any familiarity with with ICP before? No, I only my only familiarity with ICP was from what I consider intelligent people telling me that they suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I never dug in, never explored. What about you, Stephen? Uh, no, like I mentioned before, yeah. you know, just the memes pretty much yeah and the, yeah. the reputation of Joe what about Wars. you zeb did you know icp well before no i you know i i painted houses when i was in in college you and painted them with juggalo makeup well one of the the guys that was like a motocross guy that painted houses with us liked them hmm. so i i think i was sort of prejudiced against them in a way and then yes as time went on i don't think i had ever heard a icp song but you know everyone in the onion av club they just love to shit on them yeah it's just a one of those things that we can all sit on our high horse and say well at least we're not at least we're smarter than that music at least we're better than than those music fans and and i think miracles might have been the first time i actually listened to an icp song and i and i did go back and listen to other songs and you know i'm not into that horrorcore stuff like it's not like i was like oh i I am going to defend their entire library, but I, I do, that does skeeve me out and I don't like it. We are as the cultured going to decide that this is bad. Now this, these are people from a poor area of Detroit that decided they were going to make rap songs. Who the fuck cares? Like why, why are people personally offended that they are expressing themselves and that other people like it? Yeah, and you again talking about miracles specifically. I'm well, and and I I do think it spreads out. Mm -hmm. I I think people who gives a fuck if they are making horrorcore albums, and and if you don't get it, why does it have? Why is that personally offensive? Because there is supposedly a connection between listening to horrorcore and then taking a hatchet and killing a man, which has happened, and people has who had killed a 21-year-old uh, in, back in 2010, said, we are juggalos and we killed sure. him with multiple hatchet. You know, And so, like, who is there to say that would not have killed him some other way? Right, like, right. I'm sure, you know, there's thousands of juggalos who don't kill people. Oh, right. mostly. I'm sure it's yeah. 99.999%. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And then there's always the crazies, which what the reaction of the duo is, is, is that there's always the crazy people who are going to, you know, absorb sort of that violent side yeah. of our music and go and do something right. and then say this is why but that's not why and that's not what we're making them do yeah so i get and that. and i get i i absolutely get that and those are questions that we shouldn't shy away from and people need to ask that and take responsibility for what they're doing but when i read an article in the av club that's reviewing the latest icp movie and the only reason that exists is to to tear them down and yeah. feel smarter about themselves I don't think the writer of that article gives a shit about that guy that was that was hacked to pieces. I think they like feeling smarter. I can't remember where it was, but I think one of them was maybe on Howard Stern. And there was a, a music critic that had really shit on them a bunch. And they called Violent J. And Violent J just asked the music critic if he had ever been in a band. 
And the guy said yes, and it was a failed band. And Violent J just spent the rest of the time laughing at him. And the critic, like, really had nothing else to say. It was just like, I'm shitting on someone that's doing something that I couldn't do. Although Bernard Shaw did say at some point, <laughs> I've never laid an egg, and yet I can tell you about the quality of an omelet better than any fucking chicken. Mm. So it is also an ongoing... Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah that's, that a, is, that's a debate for sure. That's sometimes... A, an easy way for artists to discount criticism that they receive, right, is to be like, well, you know, this critic has never made a movie, which good criticism, you know, is not just pointing out what's wrong with the thing. Yeah, so you're right. But the, I think the criticism I'm talking about shames the human being who made yeah, this thing. And definitely. I, and I think that is by definition, my, by my definition, bad criticism. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's a lot of criticism where they pretend or assume that they know exactly what the filmmaker was trying to do. And then mm. they assail those intentions. Yeah. I think that's, that's just uh, intellectually false and kind of gross. Yeah. You got to meet the work at its level. Right. Yeah, yes, and, um, absolutely. And and interpret what it's doing there, I, I guess. And I definitely know what you're talking about, because, you know, that is, at, at this point, what the AV Club kind of has become. It's, it's like, like a, a shame factory. A takedown machine. Yeah, a takedown machine. Uh, and, you know, people enjoy being part of a pylon. Yes, right? yes. Like, and that's scary. To, I think something triggers in me that I'm scared of a pylon. Sure. I think it's, it's rough. I was just on the AV Club just reading about David Spade's new show and Rob Schneider came on and did the making copies guy. Hmm. And there's a full article about how David Spade's a piece of shit and Rob Schneider's a piece of shit. How dare they do this? And I, I don't like Rob Schneider's politics. I don't think he's funny. I can shit on real Rob for an entire podcast. If you watch it on Netflix, it's horrific, but I don't know what the point of that fucking article was. Gets clicks. Speaking of interpretations, mm. I think it's time for us to give a rating to Miracle, Stephen, <laughs> and then okay. ask our guest to do the same. Yeah, let's do it. Sasha, any ideas about a scale? It was hard for me to find something at 9 or 10. Maybe The Room. Hmm. Mm. Maybe The Room In terms by of like, Tommy Wiseau. That you oh. love? I do. I do love The Room, and I watch it often. Although I cannot say that I love The Room the way Zeb loves Miracles. Yeah. Because I do watch it for entertainment. I agree that The Room kind of fits this mold and that it's a um, misguided attempt at showing what you really feel. But in the case of The Room, the thing that Tommy Wiseau really feels is kind of like this toxic, uh, right. like gross thing about how all the women in his life betray him. Well, you know what? Unless you have a better idea. Let's see. I don't know. Well, okay. One thing while I was listening to Miracles for the first time was like, this sounds like like a lower quality Lonely Island song. You know, like the Lonely Island does these kinds of songs, but you know, they're, they're ironically. On the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that also doesn't fit because, you know, it's this attempt at being funny i don't know i mean this the the mention of eminem earlier makes me think that you know he could be high at the high end of this scale at, at least in terms of like craft you know like he's a very gifted rapper right his lyrics can be certainly be toxic but craft wise he's very good and so if i if i were to put him at the top of the scale it's hard to put a number on this because the quality of their performance is not very good, right? These guys do not have very good flow. Can know. we can we just say refined? Yeah, it's not super refined. It does kind of feel like they wrote the rap and the audio in the video is the first time they said it out loud. But the sentiment behind it, I got to say, you know, I came into this podcast ready to tear this down. And Zeb, you've really <laughs> made me think about these guys you know and their perspective in making this so despite the fact that the quality of the product is not outstanding i think we give this a six you know great because with eminem I, at nine yeah well just in terms of like rap mm -hmm. like that kind of like aggressive rap 
you know, the other songs that I listened to by ICP, probably like a three or a four. But this, you know, the emotion behind it and all that, I you kind of sold me on it, Zeb. Love that. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank you. <laughs> I still have trouble to say what's nine or ten. I guess I would put The Room there just because I laugh at The Room and I still laugh. I still laugh even after this conversation. Mm-hmm. I laugh a hard, hard laugh at miracles. Despite the sentiment that's been exposed, I find it fucking hilarious. I think it can be both. You know, like I, I also still find this song ridiculous in a way that they probably didn't intend, right? But I also appreciate the sentiment. I think if I were to take something that's not, you know, like meta or like I'm laughing at these people then it would be the feeling that it evokes. Mm -hmm. The feeling. The feeling that is very much of a mixture of comedy, appreciation of comedy, and sort of like the upbeat, excited, you know, attitude they have about the world that they're describing. It's like, I can't really, like you're saying, separate the two, right? But I'm still... I still think of this as a piece of comedy, primarily, okay. like 99%. It may be 1% of then stepping back and being like, but I also, you know, feel like good for them. But guess what? If Room is at 9 or 10, this motherfucker is at 8. <laughs> wow. wow. And this is the highest number I've given so far wow. out of 20 interviews wow. or so we recorded. Yeah. So I can't... We'll take it. I mostly laugh at them, but I'm also like finding... A part of me laughing just sort of with them and, you know, dancing up there and looking at the stars. Mm-hmm. Love it. What about you, Zeb? Well, I guess I would say my number zero would be something like Transformers 4, okay. where Michael Bay made something that you can kind of tell that he'd never really cared about Transformers or had no desire to find to to tap into why mm-hmm. people like that and certainly after four of them after four of them it was done i don't know if you've seen four or five but they, oh, it, I have. Yeah, yeah it is a circus show and after fighting megan fox yes yeah. which i don't agree with but mm-hmm. and then maybe 10 would be something like magnolia where mm. pt anderson his heart is on his sleeve yeah i'm giving it a 10 because from the tool chest they were working with they tried to cut as deep as they could possibly cut. And I appreciate the ambition. So 10 for Miracles. Awesome. 10. 10. Great. Oh, absolutely. That's a 10 in my in my life, for sure. Amazing. Well, yeah. it doesn't get better than that. No, I don't think so. Zeb, is there anything else you'd like to add about Miracles that we haven't covered? No, Parting I just ap- appreciate it if people gave it a, another shot. And just give it a listen and see if you can tap into the beautiful sentiments that are in the song and but i also think it is an enjoyable song on the other level too there is something kind of funny about it too great sasha is there anything that you've taken in lately that you would like to recommend our audience experience because you shut up i love it since we brought up how the universe works or i brought up how the universe works and um through the wormhole with Morgan Freeman. I highly recommend those two science shows, especially how the universe works episodes. They're eye-opening and they probably miracles through the eyes of a scientist minus the comedy. What about you, Stephen? I am going to recommend that people try out uh, <laughs> the Yachak organic yerba mate tea energizing energy very energizing i've never had yerba mate before i usually if i need to pick me up will have a cup of coffee or an energy drink i gotta say sasha gave me this uh yerba mate it tastes fine you know it doesn't have that fake taste of an energy drink because it's not fake it's herba it's It's almost like a good arnold palmer it is that is not a bad arnold palmer yes Great, thank you for cracking You're welcome. That for me. I've been drinking it as well, and I am tweaking hard. <laughs> well, you also had two coffees. I had two coffees and, and a tea. tea. <laughs> uh, and I think we determined before recording that this one can of yerba mate has about the same amount of caffeine as six cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. So if you need to pick me up, I recommend that. Just don't have a heart attack and then blame us. Also, if you do work for yerba mate yakak or yachak, yeah. do contact us because we'd love for you to sponsor us. We are prepared to sell out at any moment. Zeb, is there anything you'd like to plug before we tune off? Well, I 
have my show Supermansion is on Sony Crackle. Give that a watch. There's 46 episodes on the streaming platform. Binge it, catch up. I uh, appreciate that. And I will have some comic books coming out with Marvel in the following months. And so. that's all you can say about that. That's all I can say about that. I don't think yeah. they've been announced yet, so... Keep an eye out for those. I'm having a lot of fun getting back in the comic game. I'm on Twitter. My Instagram has four photographs. Great. Hopefully of your cats. <laughs> I think two of them are of Breckenmeyer and one of them, so which is creepy. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you were saying your cat's names were Breck and no. Meyer. <laughs> but now I realize you're talking about Breckenmeyer. Yeah, Breckenmeyer. Uh, why wouldn't I be? But yeah, check me out on Twitter. I tweet at least once a month, so... <laughs> and come see Steven and I perform on our improv team direct to video at Moving Arts Theater in Civil Lake, Los Angeles, every second and fourth Thursday of the month at nine o'clock. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute for the art. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andrew Hayworth for our theme song. And uh, thank you for listening. 